Bitcoin in Latin America. Hello everyone, thank you so much for being here today. My name is Gabby and I'm from Venezuela. Nowadays, I'm making this podcast because I want to build this beautiful community and I'm doing this because this is the best way how I can show my love uh, about Bitcoin and especially to educate people about Latin America and how we behave here. So we're starting to have a massive adoption of Bitcoin and that's why I'm going to be doing uh, this podcast in English, Spanish and French. So let's get started with the first topics that we're going to be talking about. Okay, so the topics we're going to be talking today, it's about Bitcoin in Latin America. Also, uh, how to understand the future adoption here, how it's going to be accepted, and how we can educate people here, knowing how we behave, of course, because it's completely different because of our history, because of our past too, okay? And also, I'm going to be making... Um, different interviews um this is a, this is a, a future event that i'm gonna be making uh with different ex-politicians and different people from all over the world here um and also i want to announce that in two weeks i'm going to visit venezuela it means that i'm going to be talking in detail the situation there and also i'm going to make an interview with a uh, people uh, that speak English. So it's going to be great that you can let me know questions that you have about their daily basis, their daily routine. And before going to Venezuela, I need to uh, cross the border. And my family told me that in the border, there are fear bags. And that's going to be like really shocking for me. Um, And yeah, that's the, those are the topics we're going to be talking. And also, I'm going to um, announce another, another idea that I have in mind. But you have to be until the end of this podcast. Earlier this week, I was speaking with different people from different nationalities in Latin America, specifically from Argentina, Chile, Venezuela, Colombia. And we were talking about how complex it is for our people to save money. And it is not because we don't want to or because um, we don't know how to do it. It's because... Here, we think about our food first. We think about other situations that we have in the daily basis. And it's difficult to think about the future in other terms when you need to start thinking in the present. And it's really interesting to analyze how we behave with money and how government since the late 50s or 60s, um, they have taken control of our actions, of our money, of our currencies. And it has been a process for us to understand 
how money works. The popular science author Stephen Arthur Pinker published an interesting article where he was explaining that the extreme poverty has been um, decreasing for the past decades, where he was analyzing different numbers. But it was it got my attention because he was explaining three points that I'm going to be mentioned and also it's related to the growing economy in the world. If we analyze that the extreme poverty is it means that someone who earns one dollar ninety cents per day, it means that they are living in the extreme poverty. Okay. But if someone is earning per day three dollars ninety cents, they are still in poverty but not in the extreme ones. And according to different uh, research, someone that have a minimum of $7.40, they can have an adequate nutrition and a life expectation of 70 years. Nevertheless, I would like you to compare those numbers with me. So we're going to multiply $1.90 per 30 days, right? Those are $57. If you multiply $3.90 per 30 days or $117. And if you compare the last one, it's $7.40 per 30 uh, days or $222. So if we speak about this, Taking into consideration that the minimum salary in Venezuela are $2, okay, and the average in Latin America is $250, I think we are still in poverty in all over Latin America because he was explaining in his book about the, co the countries, the developed countries that we already know, such as Canada such as Australia, the US, the UK. But if you put out those countries of the real problem that we have in the entire world, we are facing the same poverty and even the worst economy ever in history. This is really serious if you compare those numbers and you analyze with developed countries and you analyze the poverty in countries in the US. So if you compare those numbers, we know that someone with $7 can survive, right? Can have food, but it still is not enough for being out of the poverty. Those are crazy numbers, right? I know. I got shocked by the fact that it's happening in my continent. And thanks God, remittances exist because that's how people in Venezuela survive. That's how people in Argentina survive. But what's the problem about remittances? That they are slow. We need to pay to the government. We need to pay taxes. And it's really sad that it's still people like me that has been living abroad for so long and we have our families 
in the in the country where they are now still they don't receive their their the entire money that they need to live because the government take the take that and when I knew about Bitcoin the first time, I never thought it was going to have the impact that it has now. And I'm so happy that now we can get more involved with this. And I'm pretty sure that the adoption in Latin America, it's going to be fast. Because people are get used to it. People want to have solutions. People don't trust to the governments anymore. And I think we are going to the right path. All right, guys, this is the end of my episode. I hope you really like it. And also, if you are looking for Spanish lessons, please don't forget to subscribe to I Amigo School, where you're going to be taking one-on-one Spanish lessons with native teachers from Colombia and Venezuela. And thank you so much for being here today. Don't forget to get in touch with me on different platforms such as Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Thank you so much, guys. And ciao. See you soon.